Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I'm Alec Mappa. I'm an actor and and comedian and and wife and mother. (laughs) And I'm Matthew Dempsey. I'm a multicultural counselor and psychotherapist. I'm very excited to talk about today's topic. Well, me too. Uh, We're doing something different. We don't have a guest today, but we posted questions, a question on Instagram. Yes, we thought it'd be really fun to do a Q&A mm-hmm. specifically about hookup culture. I want to tell you about the origin real quick. So I'm actually just starting to prep to do kind of like a series of other kind of like my own like YouTube videos and stuff. <gasps> you're, com- a- you're making a big comeback to YouTube? <laughs> yes, making a big comeback. <laughs> Get ready. So I've been curious about what are the kinds of things that people want to talk about. And I came up with a, a, a list of topics and yeah. I sent it off to like about like 12 of my friends and just did like a little kind of survey. And mm-hmm. I was interested to see all the ones that came up. And this topic was was almost at the top and uh and so this topic today is hookup culture do your do your friends all listen to the show um they've listened to some like <laughs> to support <laughs> i have one friend actually his name is jason and he listens to pretty much every single episode hi jason hi jason i have yeah. another friend uh graham kurtz who yeah. listens quite a lot he listens quite a bit you have a lot of fans Nobody cares. Like if I was on fire and they had a bucket of water. That is absolutely not true. You Everybody were in a loves you, suit. Alec. No, you, they would all no, run no, towards no. you. Speaking of bathing suit, you just got back from vacation. You posted some very provocative photographs on your um, Instagram. Curious, what makes them provocative? I know because you're undressed. <laughs> this is what did it's I a ever, beach vacation. I happen to be in like the beach and the pool. And did I ever <laughs> tell you what I used to do when I was a kid? When um, we had uh, this thing in, back in the Jurassic era, it was called the Spiegel catalog. And uh-huh. it was like a gig- it was like a phone book and it had furniture and clothes and it, like a massive, massive catalog. And there yes. was always a men's underwear section. Oh. Always, 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 always. Yes. And when I was a kid, I found that if I could take my thumb and cover the men's underwear. Yeah. It would look like they were naked. Oh, well, that sounds amazing. I I remember going to a department store near me. It was called Bradley's. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was kind of like a Kmart or Target or whatever. And you'd go to, or I would go as like any young gay boy would, would go to like the men's underwear section Uh and they would show you all the torsos and obviously everything with the underwear and the tight underwear. And they had a little bulge. They had a little package even on the uh, mannequins. Yes, I know. And what's interesting is if you remember, you'd go and you'd look, but you would know that you could not let anybody see you checking it out. So you had to be (gasps) secret. Secretive about I, it. I'm just here looking at underwear. What's just looking at underwear? That? What's what's yeah. wrong with that? Yeah, I love Fruit of the Loom. So yeah. and interesting as we're talking about hookup Wait, my culture point is, and my how much- point is. My point is, I tried so hard to bring to, it back, everybody. I know. My point is, if you go to Matthew's Instagram and put your thumb oh over his swimsuit, it looks like he's naked. That's it. That's my only. Point. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll make another show on objectification and boundary setting. <laughs> That's for another time. But this show is about hookup culture. And all the ways we learn how to be sexualized. <laughs> Did you listen to last week's show? It's me and Jamie. Well, I, I mean, when it drops, it has, yeah, it hasn't, yeah. it hasn't posted it, yet. It hasn't posted yet. So we talked about super, super personal stuff. Okay. And then at one point we said, oh, the show is wrapping up. And I said, we haven't objectified Matthew yet. We haven't talked about how hot Matthew is. And so we did for about a minute. And then Jamie was going to do an impression of you 
Um, he does an impression of you. When you get really excited, your voice gets up here. So, uh, <laughs> how, how lovely to focus on those parts of my personality it's instead so of objectifying it's, me. It's so endearing. It's so uh, endearing. So you, you're, the subject you. you and your pals came up with was? Is, oh, culture. Oh, God. <laughs> about, I brought does, it back. Does anybody else feel dizzied? Did okay, you see that? Great. Let's reorient ourselves and okay. we brought it back. Okay, so hookup culture. Yes. Okay. And so we po- so posted on social media just a little bit mm-hmm. of a poll about what questions mm-hmm. everybody had for hookup culture, and we got some really, really great questions about it. And so mm. that's what we're going to do today. We're going to read through some of the questions and then answer them in real time. When I was a kid, when you said you want to hook up, it meant that you were just going to get together. And now yes. it's like, uh, and then when I was uh, a young gay man of age, it was called um, cruising when you just kind of want to meet somebody yeah. and you want to have sex with somebody, that is really arcane. That is like from the fifties and seventies. I, I, I would say yes, dominant, dominantly so. But I mean, even just a few weeks ago, we had Johnny Sibley on and he was talking about how cruising cruising's making a comeback. But when I think oh. of, when I think of cruising, I think of it as being the act of kind of meandering about and making eye contact and finding somebody to then go hook up. Mm. Can you remember the very first time you did that? I, to be honest with you, I get, I'm very, very shy. So I never mm. actually follow through with like a solid cruising moment. I'll maybe <gasps> kind of make eye contact with somebody, but then I like run in the other direction You've and, never like, done that and thing hope I find you, them on social media. <laughs> this was a good thing that happened to me all the time in New York yeah. when, I was, when I was a young, pretty young girl. Um, I would walk down the street make eye contact with somebody and then look in a store window and then look back. And if they looked back, that was how we started. Totally. And so yeah. I would do the same thing too. I'd walk down the street and I would make eye contact and then I would look back and they would look back too. And then I would run in the other direction. So would, somebody, so somebody I would has, get nervous. You would, what, what yes. about? Ah, it's vulnerable. It's, mm. it's, it's, it is a stranger. That's a mm. normal thing to feel uncomfortable okay. in a moment like that. Right. But I will tell you though, that something that I feel very comfortable doing is like, I would go, I mean, this is kind of, this was around the time I think when maybe like Manhunt and Adam for Adam on like a desktop, like that was the best oh, okay. kind of virtual option. But really? does that really, still exist? Adam I don't know. Adam. But there, but there, my point is, is that there really wasn't so many options kind of virtually like online. Mm. And so uh, bathhouses were a thing. And I used to go to the West Side Club. Uh, in New York on 20th Street and would have a blast and would go in there and make some friends. You didn't? I never did that. I mean, talk about being vulnerable. I would be like, I never did it because I always thought, what if I go in there and nothing happens? I'm going to be so mortified. But Uh, it was so weird, like in real life, IRL, like in a bar or something, I got to the point where I didn't take anything personally. Right. If somebody was into me, great. If somebody wasn't, great. And I I came to the point where it's a 50-50 chance. Right. And most of the time, men just want to get off. (laughs) (laughs) Just looking for a hole in a heartbeat. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, and then that made me really bold, but like not caring whether or not anybody um, said yes or no. But I never got that uh, way. uh, I never I never applied that to a bathhouse because I'm I'm unfamiliar with the culture. So what happens when you go? You you check your clothes, you get a locker. Well, I was just going to say and then I'll tell you. But what I was going to say is that it's interesting because I I feel like most people are more comfortable in a bar setting, kind of going up and, you know, take, you know, having the courage to go and uh, say hello to somebody. Yes. 
Yes. For some reason, for me, I always felt way more comfortable going into some of these situations, I think because of the fact that it's more of an anonymous culture. So you can go and obviously they can see you, but mm. you're just kind of wandering around and it's very clear why everybody is there. The intention the is intention clear. The intention is clear. And so, oh when, yeah. so what happens is you go in there and it's kind of like almost as if you're going to go buy like tickets to a movie theater or whatever you go in and you say, okay. yes, I would I would like, uh, you know, kind of one room or one locker. And a, and a small whatever. popcorn and a soda and, a sh- and some dipping dots. <laughs> <laughs> and I some and Twizzlers few- and some malted milk balls, please. <laughs> oh, there were malted milk balls uh, for I sure. Bet. Okay. And so you'd go in and you'd pay your fee and, you know, you'd get a key to a locker. They'd give you a towel. You'd check your, uh, you'd check your kind of expensive belongings. You'd put your stuff in your locker. You'd wrap yourself in a towel and you'd walk around yeah. and you'd make eye contact with somebody say, how you doing? You got a room. Let's go have fun. Bing, bang, boom. And you go to the room and the yes. room is like a lit. Is it like, a, does it have a bed in it? Does it have a bench? It's like, a, it have it's, a... like a, it's like a big, it's kind of just like a nice big closet. Okay. <laughs> and it's got like a little light with a dimmer on it and a cot and a little table next to it with some condoms and lube. Ooh. And uh, that's about it. And you go in there and you just have really uh, lengthy, deep conversation. Ooh, okay. Like a confessional, like yes. a, at church. Um, but you know what? There's something so honest about that. There's no kind of guessing. It's kind of like, I think that's the thing with hookup culture is, is that when the agreement is mutual. Right. I mean, there's something like about that. It's kind of like there's, there's a tacit understanding within that culture, yeah. within the bathhouse culture. Yeah. from what I've heard, yes. is that it is about the anonymous sexual encounter. It falls yeah. under that category. It's just it's just a different energy. It's fun. Everybody's there for kind of the same reason. And mm. most of the time, everybody's pretty chill and pretty cool. And and it and it's fun. But mm. though, I think the reason probably why I felt so comfortable with it was because the first time that I ever went, I think I was 20 years old. Mm. And at the time, I had a very close friend of mine. Looking back on it now, I realized what a mentor he was because he was 15 years older than me. Mm. But we were super tight. And he was kind of like an older gay brother would hold my hand through like, you know, navigating what it means to be a gay man. I so resisted using a, a joke about you being super tight at 20 and I completely, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. I really, wow. I am mm-hmm. just like, you know, uh, wowed by your restraint. Not going to do so, it. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I had kind of, he had talked about a bathhouse and I was just very curious about it. And he's like, well, we can go one time. And, <gasps> you know, and he would just kind of like show me around and that's what happened. We went and he walked me around and showed me around. And then he's like, okay, I think I'm going to go. And I was like, okay, bye. I'm going to walk around and have fun. Now. And so I did. And, and I, and I had fun. I met somebody and we, you know, kind of fooled now, around you, and it was fun. There wasn't any part of you that was like, this is my very first time here. No, I think just, I, I needed to, cause I, you know, I've had experience at that point, I had had experiences hooking up and stuff. So I yeah, wasn't, yeah. you know, and you know, I'd had some fun, but that was the first time just in a bathhouse. So I think I just needed a little bit of uh a little bit of a helping hand to get over the discomfort of just walking into the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many jokes. Hand. All right. Okay. Hamburger helper. Um, but so I, anyways, yes. Yeah. So, a friend of mine took me to a sex club because I was curious about that. I was like, let's go. He said, I go to this one. It used to be in Silver Lake. A sex club, is, is that not the same thing as a bathhouse? It's, there's no baths. There's no shower. It's like a, a building where there's yeah. all different rooms to pl- all these, all these different That's pretty rooms. much what I'm talking about too. Oh, I mean, this has like some showers in it to shower off, but basically oh. sex club, bathhouse. Yeah. This is, this didn't have a, this didn't have a shower. <laughs> okay. So you okay, decided so, to deal with the muck. So it, it was in Silver Lake <laughs> and it had a backyard and it was called Basic Plumbing. And I Uh-oh. believe it was on Hyperion down from Casita del Campo. Uh-huh. Um, so this is what it was. 
there was one room that had bunk beds with rubber sheets. Yes. And you could watch um, porn. There was another room called the corral where you walked in and there were men standing high above you. Um, uh, where they they could whip it out and you could blow them standing. Oh, you know, okay. so, oh, they so were, they're like themed rooms. This is like the Disneyland of uh, yes. love. And then afterwards, there was a, there was a, I believe there was a backyard where everybody could just do whatever. I think there was even a sling. And so in the backyard, people were just it was like they would gather in a circle and yeah. watch somebody do something. Yes. Yeah. Or they would gather in a circle and it was a circle jerk or they would watch somebody having sex. Yeah. So they would watch somebody getting it. And I was like, the longer I was there, I was like, it became less sexy to me. Yeah. I wasn't really kind of, it was like a, it was kind of a leather crowd, a really leathery crowd. And look at me. I'm not really leathery. <laughs> um, I've never been to the, have you been to the Folsom Street Fair? Ever? No, I haven't, which I want to go to. I, I know that's we surprising, right? Let's go. We should go. Let's we go. go. We'll do a live show from Folsom. I have a harness. It's hilarious. It, they, I, when I hosted the Gay Porn Awards, I did a sketch where they and they have they made, yeah. they bought me a little a little itty bitty Gaijin <laughs> size one. So um, I, it was it wasn't it wasn't sexy to me. I was just I was like, and that's when I finally got this isn't my thing. Oh. So maybe if that's not my thing, the bathhouse thing wouldn't be my thing. But well, I would it, like but it to, could be. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and that's the whole point of all of this is that it, nothing has to be your thing forever. You can check things out. You could experiment. You can see what works, what doesn't work. Sometimes things will, sometimes things won't. Sometimes it's short term and long term. But there's all kinds of things and nothing of it is wrong. So that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> hookup culture and how we navigate hookup culture, where we're going to answer your questions. So why don't we get to that? Yeah, don't go away. We'll be right back. All right, we're back today. We're going to be answering all of your questions about hookup culture. Mm -hmm. Our first question is from <gasps> Al on Instagram, who asks, why do some hookups feel so warm and intimate and others mm. so dang cold and distant? Mm. What do you think? Mm. Well, I think that's about the intention and your expectation of it. Mm -hmm. Do you know? I think that if you go in kind of expecting warm and fuzzy and you have somebody who's just going through the motions, it's going to feel gross and distant. Yeah. And then sometimes I would, this is what I would always get from my hookups. <laughs> they would always say this to me. You're so sweet. Yeah. You're so sweet. And I was like, what? And they said, you just love kissing and yeah. you were, you're really into it. And yeah. you're, and it was, and I was like, I think what they were saying was that I was present. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I I like that you shared that part about the kissing because something that I have gotten over the years had gotten into the habit of is being really clear about what my intentions are. You know, oftentimes people say like, what are you into? What are you into? And a lot of the time I would feel like I needed to kind of be almost like hypersexual about it. Like, oh, I like it. You know, I really like to do this and I want to kind of throw you down or then I want you to do this to me and da, da, da. Which is like, maybe, yeah, okay, I could maybe be into that. But what I'm really into, I'm like kind of vanilla. And I also really love kissing. Uh, and so when I, yeah, I'm very passionate about that. And so mm. what I, but I used to feel like, oh, that might be too much for some people. And I thought, wait a minute, that's what I'm actually into. So yeah. I decided to make sure that I was really clear moving forward about mm. what I was really into. And what I found was that people that weren't into that just kind of like maybe kind of trailed off or whatever. But then there was also a lot of people who were like, oh, great. Oh my God, me too, me too. Mm. And it helps to kind of open the door and set the tone and expectations a little bit more so that when you're meeting, there's maybe a greater likelihood that you might vibe, you might connect, and there might feel 
feel a little bit more warmth of kind of, you know, almost like regardless of what can happen from it. Mm. But so I would say, you know, make sure that you're being really, really clear about it and uh, don't let yourself feel shamed into hiding some of the most <laughs> intimate parts. Yes. Yes. I mean, so you'd be like presenting a menu. Uh, like, you know, we have some specials today. <laughs> You had a yes. whole agenda, you know, for the appetizer. Listen, there's going to be a lot of kissing and hugging, yeah. and uh, but um, which is which what, is hard in which is hard in hookup culture because of the because fact there's that not a lot of talking. There, there's not a whole lot of talking, but also there a lot of times can be a lot of fear around the intimacy that's involved in the sexual part of it, right? Like as if mm. that, that means like that's too feminine. Like you need to just be oh. like rough and having sex, and this is all about just kind of oh. doing, doing the thing. But when you can actually say like, no, I actually like to feel connected. I like to feel the passion and the intimacy kind of like in just even if it's one moment, like I'm really into that. Mm. To say that is a really vulnerable thing, especially as a man, especially because mm. of like toxic masculinity and what we think we have to be in order to be mm. like enough of a man. So mm. it challenges that. But if we're able to challenge that, that does a, a world of good for us. And it also helps set the tone uh, for a hookup interaction and increases the likelihood for it to feel warm, <laughs> warm and fuzzy. I'm just imagining you in the ramble. Like in the bushes. <laughs> in I've New been York in City the ramble, three, but not in the bushes. I've been at, out in the open. At three o'clock in the morning, going, listen, I'm really into kissing. I'm really, I, we can get to the rest of first. But I really, <laughs> Tell like, me you love me. <laughs> yeah. Or did you ever go to the meat rack in Fire um, Yes, in I've Fire been to Island? the meat rack. I have, but I've just yeah. kind of, I only walked through it once and there was a guy who was just totally naked flashing his thing like on a yeah. dream, and that yeah. was enough. And yeah. then you, there are people smoking. So at, at some point when you're walking through, you would see just the cigarette butts glowing yeah. in the dark, yeah, which yeah, I thought yeah. was really dangerous because there's a lot of <laughs> brush there and it's the summertime. Alec, do we have another question? Uh, yes, you have all the questions. You are the key master. Okay, so yeah. then I will ask the your next charge. question. You're topping, you're topping the show. I am topping this conversation. Okay, go slow, no go problem. Slow, okay, go okay, slow, okay. Go slow. Adam asks, mm. does hooking up get in the way of forming deeper connections? Ooh, good question. Mm. Does hooking up get in the way of forming deeper connections? Thoughts? Mm. Again, all right. Okay, so have you ever had this experience where you hooked up with somebody and you're like, I'd like to see you again? Yes. And has, um, hmm, I'm trying to think if I ever have. I have, yeah. Yeah, where I wanted to see that person again. Yeah. And then it's, that's that's where it becomes really vulnerable. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, it's kind of like, you don't want to be embarrassed. Like, no, we're just, what are you doing? We're just, yeah. we just had sex. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, does it get in the way? Yeah, the, so this is this is kind of my thought on it. All right. My thought is that it's easy to point the finger at the act itself as though that's problematic, right? As if hooking up, is the problem. Hooking up is not the problem. What the problem is, is misguided intentions. And so if we find ourselves really craving deeper connections and intimacy mm -hmm. with other people, mm -hmm. yet we're only on maybe hookup apps to try yeah. and find that. Right. It, it would be like what an old client of mine used to call shopping for milk at the hardware store. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. And so you're not then going to be able to have a greater likelihood to find those deeper connections. It's not, it's not going on to hook up. Like, you know, you're trying not going to find, find milk at a hardware store, gonna, no matter I mean, how hard you try. Maybe somewhere deep in the back of the hardware store, mm -hmm. they've got a gallon. Right. But mm -hmm. like likelihood is not so great. So, um, but being able to check in on maybe why we tend to find ourselves just veering towards opportunities to hook up when otherwise we might want deeper connections because, you know, we might be shying away from the opportunities of deeper connections because we're just too scared for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then we conveniently start looking elsewhere. 
but that's something that we might just not be so conscious of. So it requires us to maybe raise a little bit more awareness about some of those things. What am I really looking for? And maybe right. why do I shy away from those opportunities? So not the hookups, but our intentions. Our intentions and your expectations of it. Yes. It's, I think that's that's great. I mean, yeah. it's, it's that the thing of like getting milk at a hardware store. I mean, that's absolutely true. If, and, and somebody told me, like, I think my therapist once told me that um, – <laughs> The, the riskier situation for people mm-hmm. is 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 being intimate, yeah. being vulnerable, and meeting, vulnerable. Some, and meeting somebody who really wants to get to know you. Yes, that is more risky than anything else. Yes. And there's very little risk. There's very little risk when it's an exclusively anonymous sexual, you know, thing. Yeah. And that's yeah. why that's why specifically for us as gay men, because of the fact that we as any human beings do, we have such a need to be able to connect and to be intimate with mm-hmm. other people. But when we grow up believing that there's something inherently wrong about who we are, it makes it hard for us to open our hearts up right. and actually open up in a more meaningful and authentic way to other people. But we still have a need to connect. So what do we do? We kind of channel all that energy to a physical connection, because mm. even though obviously there's certain physical risks, there's not the emotional ones that feel really challenging for us. So it gives Gives us a chance to try and uh, meet that need in a very now, how way. do you find yourself when does that when that comes up for you do you find yourself going i'm i'm kind of uh just bypassing my own emotional needs right now or are you pretty clear and like i just want to hook up i'm mostly pretty clear i don't i don't mm-hmm. always get it you know kind of spot on but um but i just do a general check-in with myself right and oh. i'm like you know have, i've been hooking up a lot but i kind of feel like i want to meet somebody like okay am i in the place do i really want to meet somebody right now or am i just having fun hooking up like okay so i check in but i don't i try not to overthink it all right um, but that's kind of it so i was completely unconscious in my hooking up for years and years and years and years and years yeah, just a, did a lot it. Of people i was are, like yeah. you know somebody who just wakes up one day and goes oh my god i'm smoking too much yeah I feel like shit my life it's, it's like i would just wouldn't even think about it i would just yeah impulse well okay let me ask you this question because this is right. kind of because uh, it's kind of related so the next question is from insta kevos insta kevos how you doing mm. all right he asks uh how do you compete with hookup culture when all you want is a lasting relationship oh that's, I feel like that's the same question. It's not, it's related though. It's related. Okay. It's, it's not totally the same question. All right. Do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I think it's the milk and the hardware store thing. It's kind of like. But what do you do if you're looking, as you've talked about before, right? Like right. When, when you're looking for a long lasting relationship, mm-hmm. we also tend to exist in a community where sometimes it's really hard. I mean, we're a wounded lot and a lot of people are scared to open up for right. that and and we're a smaller community anyway so it kind of seems like sometimes the pickings are you know not so plentiful so what right do you, what do you what do you do and it seems like everybody's willing to hook up but not so many people are willing to invest in a vulnerable um, relationship okay i you know what i've listen <laughs> <laughs> i've had uh intimate moments with people where i got super physically intimate and they would they would go like whoa slow down and i'd be like what and he goes i just i want to get to know you yeah i wanna you know yep. i wanna uh, and I'd be like, oh, come on, let's just do it. And then, but I, but then after a while, I kind of really respected that. I really yeah. kind of like, unless I didn't want to see that person again. And most of the time I didn't, but yeah. um, uh, my husband, 
Why am I whispering easily? Other part of the room. He didn't want to do it when we first got together. Oh. Because I was all about like hit it and quit it, just you know. And he's like, no, I like you. Oh, so he wanted it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but I really wanted to see him again. You know what I mean? Because we become friends first, and I really wanted to see him again, so it worked. Well, I'm glad that that worked. I'm glad that that worked out for you, right? Yeah. Um, I think probably. probably a couple of things. One is to just be really, as you were asking me, right? Like, you know, how do you know what your intentions are? Just be clear with yourself. All you can ever do is just ask yourself consciously, what am I really looking for? Right? Like, am I looking for a relationship and uh-huh. where am I going to find that? If you find yourself right. on Grinder and Scruff, maybe that's not the best place to start. Mm. Um, and, you know, so make sure that you're aligning yourself with your intentions, right? Kind mm. of places that can have a greater likelihood of helping meet that. Beyond that, you can't control it, unfortunately. You right? can't. All, all you can ever do is be the change that you wish to see in the world. So model what it looks like to be vulnerable. Hey, to Gandhi. A, which is a Mahama Gandhi quote. Yeah. And so put yourself, put yourself in that space where there's the potential for it. Open yourself up. Let people know what you're interested in. Let them yeah. know that you're interested in them. Yeah. And then surrender the need to try and control for anything else, right? Just let, then you can kind of see where, you know, the chips may fall and either it may work, it may not, but to not personalize it. I mean, I love that you said that being in alignment with your intentions and let go of the attachment to results, because there's Mm -hmm. something about like going out with an agenda, like, because all right, if that doesn't happen, because you can't control it, then you get home and you're miserable. Yeah. Right. Been there, done that. Yeah. And then if you let go of the expectations and let the chips fall where they may, and then you meet great people and you have a great time and you're relaxed and you're more yourself, it's just, it's just a more expansive feeling and it gives you, it gives you, it's, it's a more abundant way of thinking. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. That actually perfectly rolls into our next question, which I think will help us elaborate this a little Uh, bit more. We're symbiotic here. We're symbiotic. I love this. We're so in flow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So our next question is from Wham Bam Dan Cam. <laughs> he's like he's very it. relationship minded this one I, I yeah, can tell so right. wham bam damn cam okay so wham bam damn cam wants to know why do i associate sex with personal validation is it a mm. gay thing too much porn all right yeah but overall why do why do we associate sex with personal validation i can answer that as Let us a know. as as a recovering sex and love yes. addict um, it, it, uh, personal validation, sex, it is always symptomatic of you don't have enough validation of yourself. Mm. That is, it's, it's, uh, if you seek sex as validation, it's, it's often out of a deficit. It's not a bad thing. It's just something that I wasn't aware of. The minute I discovered that it was like gold. I'm trying yeah. to fill myself up from the outside. Yes. And right? on the inside. And on the inside. <laughs> and on the inside. Trying to fill the hole. Yes, um, external validation. Yes, yes external. It's it's external validation, and the more you kind of like realize your value as a person, yeah, and you start sticking up for yourself, it's kind of like, um, oh, this is another therapist thing. It's kind of like, why do I always hook up with guys who just want to hook up? It's like my therapist said, why do you always put yourself in that situation? Yeah, totally. Why do you always put yourself in that situation? And he also told me, and my therapist is really, really good. He said, I can't teach anybody self-esteem. That's too amorphous. It's too, like, it's too shapeless. Mm -hmm. I can teach you how to, uh, but what's really tangible is Mm -hmm. self-respect. Yes. When you respect yourself, it's like, I'm not going to put myself in a situation that's going to be regrettable. I'm not going to make a choice, which is going to make me feel better because I care about myself and, you know, what's worth it. 
What's worth yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yes, I, I mostly agree with that. I mostly get little, ish. Well, ish. I, I, because I get cautious because it starts to sound like a little judgy, a little kind of like value setting or whatever about like you know you're disrespecting yourself. I don't know that it's about that. Again, I would say probably. But don't you think you, you more, respect things you put a value on, like yourself? Uh, well, I, I guess maybe kind of like a more neutral way of, of just kind of assessing a situation is by saying, "What are my intentions?" It brings us it brings us back to that, right? And are these misguided intentions? It's not like, oh, I'm disrespecting myself because I don't care about me. It's just like, am I trying to get, you know, one thing from a different place than I, you know, could potentially get it from? And so kind of checking in on on that part of it. What getting one thing from a different place that I could get it from. (laughs) Yes, because, okay, because, all right, let me say, okay, so I'll just speak personally. So there are for sure moments that I know when I am showing up for my life and I am, you know, I've got meaningful connections with other people and, you know, invested into meaningful work. And I do kind of all the things that are about like self-care and taking care of myself. That sounds like alignment. My cup is full, right? Mm-hmm. My cup is full. And what I notice is that when I put myself out there to meet other people, potentially for dating or maybe for hooking up, I know that I go into those situations with a greater sense of calm because I don't, I'm not trying to gain anything from it except <gasps> from a potential experience or maybe a connection. And conversely, as I've actually, I'll be honest with you, I've experienced this over the last year. I have not been doing the best job of filling my cup up and I've just been Uh kind of tired and I've just been kind of pulling away from certain things. And I noticed that I do or have, you know, kind of more recently have started kind of like grasping for things like, oh, I want, you know, maybe this boy will want to date me or, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I could have fun and having sex with this person and that'll feel good. And I like that voice that you did earlier. (laughs) 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 And that's me reaching externally for validation. Mm. And that's what we've talked about before in here too, which is attachments. Now I'm attaching the need for the outcome of this connection to be Mm. positive. Positive and then for them to validate me in order to feel to feel like a success. Now it's not just about a connection with the person. It's about kind of like, oh, tell me I'm good enough. I know. And that's when it's problematic. I know. That's when it's problematic because you you, you hook up with somebody and you're not going to get that from them. No. You're not going to. It's like you can hook up. I finally got it when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm having a whole bunch of sex and yeah. I'm feeling lonely. Yeah. I'm having a whole bunch of sex and I'm not feeling um cherished i'm not feeling loved it's kind of like well it's just kind of sex yeah so you're not taking care of yourself but when you take care of yourself you, like you said you show up with a full well yes and it's, it's less like give me all you yes. yeah, because yeah. when you when you've got a full cup then you know whatever runs over is what everybody else gets well wham bam damn cam <laughs> slam jam yes. i hope that answers your question all right well let's see if we can throw one more in here okay, okay so let's all see right. uh beep bop, boop uh Okay, this is a good one. I think okay. we should talk about this. All, All right. right. Our next question is from Brian. All right, Brian. Prep and condoms or prep by itself? Most mm. guys do prep by itself, but there's other STDs. All right, that's very topical right. Uh, and, and a good conversation for us to have. But uh, do you have, is this something, I'm curious, at this point of where you are and hooking mm-hmm. up, like, mm-hmm. are you on prep? Is that I'm like on prep? prep. You're on prep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we both you... went off of it for during the pandemic. Cause it's like, well, I'm home. Like why? Can't right? go anybody. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I still so, don't feel like hooking up with anybody. I'm not gonna, you know. Okay. In other circumstances then when you, when you're on prep and you go and hook up with somebody, mm-hmm. are you taking other precautions or using condoms? There's or... always going to be a condom. I feel like I protected my HIV status for so long, right. for so long. It's yeah. kind of like, even if there's a slightest chance that yeah. I can get HIV, why, 
why expose myself to that risk? Do you know what I mean? It seems as though, medically speaking, that mm-hmm. the um, not that the I'm whole a medical point professional, of prep is that you could do it without it. Is that you can? Well, is that it is that it is not that necess- the whole point of prep is not that you can necessarily do it without it without a mm-hmm. condom. Mm-hmm. The whole point of prep is that it becomes one extra safety precaution that almost in almost eliminates but like significantly reduces the likelihood that you'll be able to contract hiv Mm, but it is not meant to be a cure-all against all stis and so that's the um yeah you could still get other stuff you could still get cooties from other stuff from and it's kind of like also you know it's hmm, meeting somebody and hooking up and and getting it in my poop hole was never um Ram it up your poop chute was never part of my repertory. Yeah. I I usually just go, you know, I would hook up and roll around with somebody and suck and do everything else. Do, right? Do the deed. Yeah, yeah, do the deed. <laughs> and that was enough because like to me, kind of like uh, uh fucking is like a little more personal. I never yeah. got that all that anonymous about it. Oh you know I what did. I mean? I never I yeah, did. you did. I yeah. did. Uh yes. Because well, I kind of have a, a cursed butthole. Like, because meaning that if you. I've heard that about you, Alex. Yeah, it's true. Read it on Reddit. If you fuck me really, <laughs> really good, because I think most guys aren't that great in bed. Yeah. If you get me really, really good, then I'm like, I'm in love with you. Yeah. Like, uh, chemicals get released in my body, and I'm like, I'm, oh. I, I can catch yeah. feelings easy too. So, yeah. so I hear you. So I hear yeah. you. I, okay. This is, I think this is kind of the best way that I'll try to answer this question is that everybody has to make the best decisions that they can for themselves. I would say number one, consult your doctor, talk mm. to your medical professional, mm-hmm. your PCP yeah, so or whoever, and just, and just have the conversation. Even just having the conversation with a professional like that is already helping you to, to practice that vulnerability and feel yes. a little bit more comfortable having these yes. conversations. Um, be clear and upfront uh, with other people than when, you know, you're meeting up with them about what your expectations are, what your hopes are, you know, and all of that. <laughs> your hopes and dreams. Your hopes and dreams. But in, but in terms of that, right, kind of just like, are you on prep or, you know, what do you feel comfortable with? Are you yeah. into this or that or whatever? Do you want to wear a condom, whatever? So have those conversations. Um, I'm perfectly make, comfortable having those conversations. Good. Not, and that's I good. Mean, that's just, great, though. That's yeah. great. And you've done a lot of work to get to a point. Not yeah. everybody is, you know, yeah. it's like usually people will maybe try to like backpedal after the fact and try. This to, is your life. This is your HIV status. So I think that it's kind of like, just, just realize what's at stake. Yes. And you know, realize that by talking to your medical professional and then mm -hmm. making your own decision around what kinds of risks that you feel comfortable taking sex. If you're having sex, there will always be some risk. There's Mm -hmm. no such thing as a risk-free sexual encounter. So there's always going to be a risk. What we're talking about is risk reduction and how you might be able to get yourself to a point where you feel like you're taking an appropriate amount of reductive practices around risks so that you can take care of yourself. But that is a personal choice that you can hopefully uh, consult with a doctor. Side (laughs) effects may include increased bowel movements and the inability (laughs) to control them. Speaking of inability (laughs) for control, we've got one final question. Are we at the end? We're at at the the end, end? but the the final question, and it's a good one. I I have to ask it. This one's from Darling Darling. And they want to know, do you unintentionally, this is for me specifically, do you unintentionally, do you unintentionally psychoanalyze Alec in your head when he shares? Okay, so it's my question, so I guess I'll answer it. I'm gonna say, 
No, because I do <gasps> not have the capacity to do that deep dive. I don't have the brain power for all of that right here, right you now. You don't have the bandwidth <laughs> to process me? I've never been so insulted today. I mean, the, you know, listen, it's baked into the title. It's called Hot Mess. Hot it's mess. not called I Have It Together no. with Matthew Dempsey. It's called and listen, Hot the, Mess. And the beautiful thing about it, and this is this this is your brainchild, right? You came up with it. The beautiful thing about a show like this is that <laughs> I don't have to psychoanalyze because Alec has done so much of his own incredible emotional work <laughs> he comes to the table and tells it all so it's like i don't have to try and dig deep and figure it out he knows his own shit <laughs> okay wait, yeah. wait 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 okay you stop me like on the, on the respect the self-respect thing earlier you'll uh-huh. stop me i mean you listen you go okay yes. i don't agree with that i somewhat agree with that yes but i've ne- have you have i ever said anything on the show where you're like this guy's bananas that something's wrong with her. No, no. <laughs> Every single episode. Yeah, yeah. Not sometimes. A lot of the time. A lot of the time. Okay. On that note, we yes. are gonna um, take a little break. Um, petite break. Yes. <laughs> break, and then we'll we'll come back with your hot message for the day. We're back, and what's what's your hot message for the day in hookup oh, culture? Wow. All right. Kind of basic, I think, but I guess I would just say my hot message around hookup culture is there is nothing right or wrong about it. Don't use um don't try to use some sort of kind of bullshit moral lens around what's okay and what's not, and try to judge the situation. There, just check in with what your intentions are. And if your intention is to just play and have fun and connect with people, and that's what you're looking for, then go and hook up. Mm. If your intention and desire is to connect in a more meaningful way, maybe try to find some kind of romance or whatever, then, you know, maybe go on dating apps or put yourself out there in a different kind of way. Um, mm-hmm. But just, just be clear with yourself and ask yourself the vulnerable question of what is it that your heart wants or what is it that your hole wants? And then you can follow accordingly. <laughs> your heart or your hole. <laughs> What's your hot message, Alec? Well, I mean, that's perfectly, I mean, just, I, I love it because what you're talking about is alignment Be, uh, and your intentions change. Do you know what I mean? But my hot message of the day is, and I wish that somebody had told me this when I was a young gay kid, hookup culture, isn't for everybody. No. If that, I mean, it's kind of really important. I mean, and the the answer to me was, you know, is hookup culture your thing? It would be like, sometimes yeah, sometimes yeah. no. Sometimes yes. I want to cuddle. Sometimes I want to meet somebody special and sometimes yeah. I don't. So, but really kind of like ask yourself and be in alignment with yourself. It might not be for you. Yes. And if it's not your Good thing. Good point, yes. If it's not your thing, that's okay. That yes. is important information because if it's not your thing and you you put yourself into the hookup culture, you're not gonna have a good time. You're yeah. just not, you're not gonna enjoy it. So just know that. And if it's not your thing, put yourself out there in a completely different way. Really great point, I love that, yeah. Yeah, cause not everybody's like you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> walking around in a towel at 20 years old i'm jealous i, sh- I should have tried it i think it's too late now i'm just too i'd be too it's never too late no i'm too no, no. I, maybe if i wore a mask of some kind maybe a, <laughs> well perfect it's during yeah. covid so yeah, it's, it. halloween's it. just around the corner uh where can people find you on your socials big boy you can find me at mj dempsey psych on instagram and twitter and matthew J. dempsey psychotherapy on facebook and and youtube soon enough you can find him on youtube there's going to be a big matthew dempsey oh. renaissance okay can we not all new content i 
can't. I'm wait. regretting sharing the backstory. I love with your that. videos. <laughs> I know, I love but I'm not trying to pump it up before it. All right, anyway, really, where can they find you? We should you? do one together. Okay, yeah, com- we did. We've done videos together before. No, that was a group effort. All I right, where can it. people find you on <laughs> socials? <laughs> you can find me at Alec Mappa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alec Mappa, and you can find us both at um, the Hot Mess Pod. Yes. On Instagram. Send us your questions. We yes. love hearing from you. This was fun. Did you enjoy this? I did. You can also yeah. find us at Stage 29 Productions, which is our production company. At Stage 29 Productions. Yes. And, and I loved um, this conversation. Yeah. Don't forget to download and subscribe. This is the show. We talk about really personal stuff every week with yeah. some of your favorite celebrities. Yeah. And um, because we want to make this normal, talking about mental health, so yes. that when people talk about mental health, it's not such a big deal. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Download and subscribe. Don't forget. And we'll see you next week on the Hot Mess Pod. Bye, everybody. Bye. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Kelts is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horinige, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice, do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, please go to stage29.tv.